Sunday sit-down on Algoa FM. Louis Tomlinson, X One Direction on Sunday lunch on Algoa FM. The song called Bigger Than Me. So, complete with... It's not just a pink streak, is it? It's pink streaks. 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 <laughs> Matches the lipstick quite nicely. <laughs> of course. Yv- Yvonne smith welcome back. To Thank you, Charles. Lovely to be here. Is it? Yes. Uh, no, I, I ask because I've, I've said to anyone who would listen, if I was sitting where you're sitting, and I have a few times, I find it wildly disarming. No, not at all. I, I, I enjoy your company too. So there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's just that where I'm sitting, I, I can monitor everything. I control everything. And when I'm sitting there, I feel ill at ease. But uh, you're, a, you're a veteran of standing in front of people and, and talking to them <laughs> as you have been a teacher for quite a number of years. Yeah, far too many, but quite a few number of years. Yeah, 15 to be exact, but, but add a bit of uh, lecturing and college to that. It's just over 2026, 20, I think. Yeah. Roundabout there. I was seeing that um, th- th- our chat today is literally three years and a couple of weeks yes. after the first one. Absolutely. Um, and the reason you're back is because um, you're going to share with us what it's like to be a teacher who goes through lockdown and then a teacher who might stop teaching in the mm-hmm. conventional way mm-hmm. and making a massive life change at the <laughs> age of years old. Fifty nine. Um, <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> you see, I wasn't. I wasn't going That's to. Okay. I wasn't I, going to guess. No problem. And I would have said thirty nine and holding. Because, Lovely. Because I'm. I'm a sweetie <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, okay. You've you've been doing the teaching thing, and one of the questions that I I, I have anybody who is in what I would term a care profession because it is it's, it's one of those um, you have to care to be able to do it absolutely and you have to put people other than yourself first and there's an outcome you can't guarantee that you have to try and ensure that's terrifying to me yeah very much um, how do you why do you I, I i keep on saying i said it the last time i was with you as well is that i didn't i didn't choose this it chose me i think i believe that that the solution to anything is the education of a child. Growing a child, not just educationally, but as as a person holistically. I think that we are absolutely in, instructed to and we have to move kids up in the world. And I think that's why I do this. I love it. It's a passion. And I want to see kids perform. I want to see kids grow. And I want to see kids um, achieve success. I know you, you were talking about college lecturing and stuff like that, but let, let's let's talk about school education for a second. If you've been doing that for 15 years, mm-hmm. you would have started it in more or less 2007. 2008 to be exact, okay. January. Yeah. By which time the world did already have the internet. The Correct. world had, had plenty of things. But what we've also learned along the way is that the available technology and knowledge um, doubles yes. at least sorry, at most, at most every three years. And a lot of people are saying that that gap is probably two by now. So, so yeah. you've watched that happen yep. quite a few times in the time that you've been there. Yep. How have you been forced to adapt to stay relevant, to still get through to, to children in a, in a wildly technological world of distraction where new, clever, horrible forms of bullying are possible? And you find that maybe government has let us down. Yeah, I, I don't want to focus yeah. on the negative. I, no. I, I simply want to ask sure. how you rise to that challenge. 
Well, put it this way, we have no choice. So when you don't have a choice, you've got, you got to make it happen. When I started in 2008, they just introduced my subject, which is computer applications technology. So for me, it's a lot easier because I work with these kids. This is what I teach. I teach uh, applications technology. I teach kids. We use computers in our classrooms every single day. We use devices. We, our school is not an online school, but we're an e-learning school. So we have, we have tablets. We have uh, cell phones, etc., which are used to enhance it, enhance the concept and enhance the actual experience. So it, it's nothing, it's not really too much of an issue. The issue is to me more, are the teachers equipped to teach? The kids, we can hand, they love this. So it's easier for us to teach, it's easier for me to sit, sit a child in front of a computer and say, let me teach you something on a PC than teach you something on a blackboard. So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think we've had that much of, an, of, a, of a hassle. We've just got to get the kids to understand that there's a time for plate and there's a time for, for work. Yeah. But other than that, no. But teachers have to, we have to continue, continually develop ourselves to make sure that we can teach technology properly, that we can make it happen, that we can actually make that a, a good experience for the child. Yeah. Not your average silver surfer, eh? No, so, definitely not. Because think about it. Um, you, you and I have something in common in that sense. To do our jobs... We have to be um, technologically at, 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 savvy. At, yeah, at people who are no longer as people who are no longer in their twenties. You need to know at least the basics yeah, of, sure. of of a lot of this stuff. So, is it more likely that um, your kids would come to you for something yeah. <laughs> computer related no, than, than you'd be going, yes. sweetie? Please show mommy how to. <laughs> <laughs> no, mommy doesn't need to know. Mommy used to show my kids. No, really. Oh no, no, they 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 were okay, but no, definitely. I'm not scared of technology. I'm not scared of new trends, and I have to keep up to date all the time because things change. Yeah. Today's uh, syllabus is, is tomorrow. It's old, so I have to continuously just just read and, and research and make sure that I know what's happening out there. And if I don't know, the nice thing is I ask, I ask the kids. I say to them, I believe this is that somebody gets a new phone and they come and they show me. Love, I love that uh. because I don't maybe I won't have the latest phone, but they will. Right. Now, now the question that, that I, I have is you see increasingly that there seems to be some kind of disconnect. Are, are, are parents busy? Are they distracted? There's, there's almost never been, because each one of those pupils is a young person, mm-hmm. a unique young person mm-hmm. with strengths, weaknesses. They, they needs. Would, uh, needs. Um, they would have, yeah, perhaps even unique damage. Uh, but th- th- there seems to be an ever-growing, and as the years go on, it's parents want to be parents less and less and less and are putting more and more and more responsibility onto teachers. How do you handle that? That's universal. That will definitely in South Africa anyway. Maybe not universal, but definitely for us. I think you can't take away the fact that in some way we are role models. You can't, you can't remove that from the equation. But parents, parents are busy. A lot of parents are busy not of their own choice. There's work demands. We, you mentioned COVID earlier on, and I don't think we can even have this conversation without talking about COVID no. because that also put a lot of pressure on parents to be able to go out and have to work. Parents were retrenched. Um, so it, it's a struggle out there. It really is a struggle out there. So parents, I'm not going to blanket everybody and say parents don't care. A lot of them really, really do. Some of them, it's not, not their own choices that they don't spend as much time with their kids as they'd like to. But we, we don't often have people, oh, it happens, but not all the time that a parent will come and say, it's not my job. And a little, little cartoon I used to see where people used to say, in the old days, we used to say, I'm going to phone your, your uh, uh, parents, but now we're going to phone your teacher. So the parents phone the teacher and say, you've been misbehaving at home, not the other way around, you know. So, but uh, it is what it is. And I think parents are, are battling. They're trying their best. And, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't have an, a, a huge thing of, of parents coming and saying it's not my job. Uh, I think a parent's job is always 
very important. But we can't run away and say we won't get involved because I, I have to be a role model. I have to. I have to help to mold and develop the values in the classroom, not just at home. Mm. It starts at home, but it doesn't end there. Yeah, I, I suppose that under normal circumstances, and you see, here's the thing, when, when, when I was at school, it ended up that um, my parents and the parents of, of some of my good school friends became friends with some of my teachers. So for them, PTA was like a great thing, um, okay. and, 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 but not only in a social way. I mean, they also realized that they, they were both responsible for different aspects as yes. in the parents and the teachers of the upbringing and, and education of, of these people. So for, I, I like to think that I, I got lucky yeah. in that way. You'll find now that I find funny enough that I, when I speak to, to my sister, she tells me about the primary school. The primary school is very much like that. The parents are so involved and the teachers, everybody knows Everybody knows your name. So my two nephews that are there, Matthew and Murray, they really have um, that kind of relationship with, with, the, with the parents and the grannies have very good relationships with the teachers. They've got these WhatsApp groups and all these things going, which is good. Yeah. But that was what we used to well, not the WhatsApp groups, but I think we don't do that as much as we should in the high schools. No. Because mm. we also, we don't want, I want to give out my information, not just because of the Poppy Act. I don't want everybody to be able to phone me. Also true, I guess. So we're talking now about the teaching part, and maybe we spend a little bit, bit too much time. But I think everything that that was said kind of bore saying. Now on to the um, fun, Yvonne. Um, Yo. <laughs> the, the, the one who's, what is this comedian thing? It said comedian. In, the, in your breadfish um, interview during lockdown, you are billed as a wife, mother, aunt, daughter, sister, friend, educator, motivator, awakener, comedian, <laughs> singer, and general everything. Okay. I hope the pay is right. good. Uh, <laughs> see, okay. Look, I, I believe I, I, my sense of humor, I think, gets me through much. It comes from my father. This family of ours is a little bit nuts. The Delaray family is definitely a little bit nuts, and that's good. Um, I have proof. I, yeah, you have proof. I love, I actually, and then James is... Inherited the whole the whole damn bank sheet from the top to the bottom, so I th- I think we just life is too short to not be not having have fun and to enjoy. So we we are kind of upbeat and I do sometimes sometimes I'm offensive and I don't really mean to be, but other times I do. Um, but comedian, as in I like to laugh and I like to make others laugh, and and that's never going to stop. I like to see the positive side of things. Joy. I'm a joyful person. Hmm. Most, mostly. So life is only just starting to come back to what is being called the new normal. Uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. At, uh, and can we re- really even say after COVID yet? We maybe even can't. Um, and then the Delray Smiths get a little curveball. Yes, we do. Tell us about the curveball. <laughs> Back up, back up. Well, (laughs) we're starting over. A a couple of years ago, we'd be talking about relocating, relocating, and and my husband's a little bit of a, Dwayne, he's a bit of a, a, doesn't like to change much. He wants to stay in the same, and that's fine. I relate. And um, his boss was on him. He's got the most fantastic boss in the universe, uh, Sean. And he was on him about thinking about if we want to move to move to Cape Town. And then I was applying for jobs inside the Eastern Cape. And he said to me one day, please apply in Cape Town. And I said, are you for real? Do you mean that? And he said, yes. Ah. So I, I did. But that nothing much happened there. And then about six months ago, we had a sit down and said, right, are we going to do this? And the answer was yes. So on the 28th or the 29th of November, we shall be packing up and leaving for Cape Town permanently. 
<laughs> yeah, I hate to use the cliche, but in this case, it's absolutely true. I'll go country's loss is definitely uh, oh, Cape Town's game. Um, I, yeah, I for one would be very sad to see you go. I, I don't see you nearly as often as many of the people who, who mean a great deal to me um, or who have been some kind of either support or light or inspiration um, in some way comrades so I'm not going to help you pack though I'm, 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 I'm not you know, I'm, I'm too lazy for that um, but I mean you already have two children you can just make them come back quickly and help yeah, absolutely with, with, with absolutely how that can happen uh, I would forecast uh, so it, it's it's massively daunting and exciting yeah, at, at, at the same time so what will you be doing the, the initial thing was was never for me to go to a school or go to to be involved in teaching but I don't think I'll ever get away from teaching. I think I would be doing a disservice to myself and others, honestly, and that's not patting myself on the back. But I am skilled. I am knowledgeable. I am experienced. It would be an absolute sin not to use that. I believe that. So I want to do it on a smaller scale, though. I don't know if I want to go to another school. I'd like to work from home. I'd like to actually work under the trees at Franschhoek, actually, with a laptop and a, and a headset. That's the goal. But to be not have a timetable set and just to be able to do it flexi and and teach when I want to teach and teach when I can. But, but teaching is going to be part of me until the day I'm no longer walking. I, I, I get that. It's always going to be in my blood. Tutoring as well. Um, uh, there's a lot of opportunities down there. And, yeah, that's where I'm, that's where I'm looking at. I, I, I don't think I want to be back into a, a whole school environment again. I'm just getting a little bit too old for this, um, <laughs> I think. Nice. <laughs> um, so... You know, but always one to uh, kind of complicate um, things, uh, it would appear. Mm-hmm. You've decided to throw in being what for, for the production of Matilda? That's yes, about to start. yes, look at my lovely T-shirt here. Uh, the production manager. So I have, I have so much time that I, that I, have, yes. I don't spend. Uh, I have nothing to do with school, so I, I, produ- I do production management in the evenings for Matilda. No, listen, I'm one of the most exciting things. I always think that everybody needs somewhere where, where you can f- ground yourself. When you, when you work in a stressed environment, it's always good to have a place where you can let yourself go and you can add value in another way. And, oh, Matilda is just like the best thing since sliced bread. It has been since before COVID. I haven't been on a stage. Um, I'm not even on the stage now. I'm behind the scenes. And I am. I need to tell you, Port Elizabeth, please, this is going to be the best thing since I can't tell you when. It is brilliant. I cannot wait for this. We open yeah, nine days. Yeah. So yeah. I've been busy there, and it's but it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. So those boxes aren't being packed just yet. No, they're yet. not being packed yet. <laughs> I'm waiting for my sister. She's going to come and have to help me pack. <laughs> Don't you have two of those? Sisters I have one, are, one uh, sister, one brother. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, for some reason, I thought there were two sisters. All right. Well, um, as we do, we are running out of time, but I, I do want to say um, thank you very much for popping in, for always being some kind of bright and shining light. There must be... How, how many people have you taught? Ooh, um, 15. You've got maths here. 15. <laughs> um, about, let's say, 200 a year. So there's, and that's, that's just school. So no, 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 I'll go teach Ella as well. Let's say 300. Let's make, let's make it 300 a year times yeah, 15, uh, give and take, sometimes yeah. more, sometimes less. And uh, college, uh, well, at Damlin, I lectured for about seven years. So, yeah, a lot. A good few thousand. A good, I should have, <laughs> have done those I've got sums. the Yvonne Delaray Smith stamp of approval a good um, few and thousand, slash yeah. influence. Well, pl- please stay in touch. I know you, you're not leaving, like, just yet. But, uh, yeah, thanks again for popping in. And uh, enjoy the rest of Sunday. Um, Absolutely. Let me know if there's anything I can get any of my friends to help you with. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) Now, I'll miss you guys too, but I'll still be on the other side and and always a phone call away. The story's the same, never changed, we've been... Your digital library experience. Podcasts from algoafm.co.za.